Good morning. Good morning. Today, breakfast is sponsored in loving memory of Moshe Haron Shochet. Alava Shalom, Le'ilui Nishmat. Moshe Haron Ben Lulu. Alava Shalom, sponsored by his son, our very own and our very dear Haron Shochet. <clears throat> in the end of this week's parasha, we hear this idea of a person has an obligation um, to be podet, to take his firstborn child and to redeem that firstborn child um, uh, all, throughout, all throughout time. And the reason is, as the Pasuk states, the reason is that because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saving the Jewish firstborn uh, in Egypt out of the, uh, this, the mixture of all the firstborns, so in that moment, uh, every firstborn potentially was, was specifically given a new lease on life by God. So to remember that, we eternally take all of our bechor, uh, the bechorim, and we uh, and we what's it called? And we bring the kohen, and we give him the five the gold the, the coins, and we say make the pidyon. We say instead of giving my son to you to the kohen, instead of giving my son to God, I'm going to be do the pidyon, fulfill the mitzvah. <laughs> of course, there's many halachot, but we're not here to go into the halachot today. The halakha, the Ramah is posek, he brings down in Yore De'a Siman Shinhe, he brings an idea that the halakha is that a person, in specifically this case, a person is not allowed to do the pidyon through a shaliach. So if they want to redeem their son, you can't bring over somebody and make them an emissary to be able to affect that deen. Now, I don't know if anyone in this room has had a baby son. You have a son, you have a, a mitzvah to do brit milah. You take the mitzvah brit milah and you tell, obviously, the mohel for him to do it. You don't want to do the, the mitzvah. You're very afraid you might get it wrong, right? So, shalom, that's not a mistake you want to make. So, you know, talk about uh, children having resentment towards their parents. The last thing you want to do is mess up the brit milah. So what do you do? You make a shaliach and you appoint the mohel to be, to do the brit milah on your son. So we have lots of mitzvot like this that a person is uh, able to affect a shaliach, a, uh, an emissary, and shliach adam kemoto, the shliach of a devar mitzvah is just like him. So how come, specifically this mitzvah, he's posek the Ramah, ve'ena avyachol lifdot, lifdotu ayide shaliach. How come he can't appoint him a shaliach to do this mitzvah? And he brings an unbelievable idea from the shulcha, from the, the she'elotu tshuvot, the hatam sofer. The hatam sofer wrote, he says, that we know, we say in the Haggadah, when it, when it comes to makat bechorot, Hashem says, Ani velo shaliach, Ali velo malach, Ani hu velo acher. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu did the makkah of makat bechorot, he had to do it himself. Why? Our, our rabbis tell us, because had God uh, sent a shaliach, had he sent a, uh, uh, an angel or some other emissary, so there's a cloud that says, Kivan shenitan reshut lamashrit lashrit, once the a destroyer is given permission to be able to affect uh, uh, destruction. He doesn't differentiate between a Sadiq and a Rasha. So therefore, God could not pass this mission over to, uh, to another angel or to another emissary because to be able to tell the difference between one and the other would be impossible. Not only that, 
the uh, uh, Midrash explains that in order to distinguish between uh, a Bechor and not a Bechor, to know whether or not the mother had had a previous child to this one, which would invalidate the status of Bechor, because it's only if the person has not had another child first. There's lots of different things that the only being that would know that is God himself, to be able to understand that. So, so, so beca- in order to be able to do this uh, Makkah effectively, God himself needed to do it. If that's the case, so we commemorate Ani Velo Shaliach by the Halakha of also saying with regard to the Pidyon, Ani Velo Shaliach, the Halakha that the Ramah brings down. However, <clears throat> there's more to it than that as well in the Pasuk. And the Divrei Atziv brings an unbelievable idea. He says that aside from that, aside from this idea of the Chol Bechol Banecha Divdeh, he says if you see what follows up right after that, the Pasuk after this commandment of Pidyon, of redeeming a firstborn son, says, And it will be when your son will ask you tomorrow, Lemor Mazot. Those words are very familiar to us because we all remember them from the Seder. You know, you know, you remember moments of great trauma you remember for a long time. We're all starving and we're going through the Haggadah. So these are moments that we remember from a time of great hardship when the only thing we've eaten maybe is a potato, you know, or a piece of celery, you know. So we re- remember these words, It will be when your son will ask you at a later date, Mazot. Says the uh, the Devrei uh, He says one could interpret the pasuk that way. It will be when your son will ask you mazot. Why is this different? The mitzvah that I just mentioned. Why is it different to all other mitzvot? Every other mitzvah you can do with a shaliach. How come you can't have an emissary uh, fulfill this on your behalf? How come you can't have a proxy? What will be your answer when your son will ask you this question? You will say the amarta elav, and you will say to him bechozek yad. With a strength of end, God Himself took us out. So therefore, we also can't do it. Uh, we also can't do it through anyone else. It has to be through our our own hand. Rabotai, I want to share with you one last idea on this, and then maybe a lesson for us, maybe for eternity. The Sefer Sionet Torah brings. He says that aside from the obvious idea of the Pidyon Bechor that we have, that everybody knows, he says it's also brought down that the Midrash says that uh, the, one of the reasons, sorry, Berkat Yitzchak, he brings down that according to Rabbeinu Bahia, he explains that the reason for Pidyon Aben is not only because of what happened in Egypt, but rather it also harkens back to the story of the Mehirat Yosef, where they sold him for the Shekalim. The amount of 20 shekel is the equivalent of five silaim. So the idea of being podeh, your son, for five silaim, for five of these larger coins, is because it's the equivalent of the 20 shekel that the brothers sold their brother. And I was wondering to myself, why is Rabbi Nubahiyah explaining this way? And the answer is, if you take a look, really, that was what was going on. They were really fighting over the Bechorah. Yosef was saying, I'm in charge. They're saying, Menen Lewen. From where to where? You're not the Bechor. We have a Bechor already. Reuven, or according to some opinions, once Reuven lost it, Yehuda. But it's not going to be you. So when they were fighting over that thing and such a catastrophe happened, so we ordered to, in order to commemorate that, we all are Podeh, our firstborn son. So this, shouldn't have, this thing shouldn't happen in our home. 
says, says this, uh, uh, this Birkat Yitzchak, magnificent. When the brothers sold Yosef, they made a pact, the Gemara says. They made each other swear. In fact, they included in this Shivua, who else did they include? They included Yitzchak Avinu, that Yitzchak should not tell Yaakov what they'd done. They included God himself, and they, made, they, so to speak, created a situation where this was only done by us. There's nobody else that's involved. Says the Birkat Yitzchak, since the Mechirat Yosef happened, only through the idea that they excluded everybody else, it was something they had done themselves and no one else was able to get involved, so too the uh, 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 approach to the, the uh, pidyon of a firstborn son also should be done specifically specifically alone. Now, the reason why I want to share sp- the, the, this idea today is because I thought that there's a, 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 a tremendous lesson here. In, in either scenario, we, we have this idea of doing something yourself. One of them is a very, very positive thing. The fact that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu stood up for us, he did it by himself. And I, I, think, I think this is an important nikuda. What that means is that we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God himself, we want to thank you not just for your intervention, but your personal intervention. You know, there are times that someone comes and asks you for a favor. And you know that you could have someone do it. You tell your secretary, or you tell someone that you're working with, or you tell another person in the synagogue, you know, could you help this person out? You affected that change, but you didn't do it by yourself. This idea of mitzvah bo yoter bishlucho. Why is there a bigger mitzvah by you more than your shaliach? We know if it's shaliach adam kimoto, if the uh, a messenger of someone is kimoto, is just like him. What difference does it make? The comparison I would give is if I have a, a, a proxy, if I have a lawyer, go out and buy a building for me. Is it any less or more mine because I sent the lawyer to buy it on my behalf? There's no difference whatsoever in ownership. So, so too in a mitzvah, if I do the mitzvah, if I send someone to do the mitzvah, how could there be a difference? It's exactly like the guy is me. We're, we're literally the same person. I think the answer is that when a mitzvah, we look at a mitzvah, it's important to recognize that the concept of the mitzvah is not just the fulfillment of the deed that is prescribed by the Torah, but rather also the emotion and the connection with which one does that mitzvah. When God says to, uh, uh, to, the, to the Egyptians, it's, it's, it's the fact that he said, someone's messing with Bini Bechori Israel. I'm going to get involved myself. I'm going to be the one that's going to make this happen. That illustrates a closeness, a connection, and that is the beauty of mitzvot, to create a wonder of wonderful, close-knit connection with God. The same thing is true in the mitzvot that we do. You could write a check and push the problem away, or you could take care of the problem yourself. Getting your hands dirty because you want to affect the change. You never would want to miss that. Could you imagine you bought a beautiful gift for your wife and you just want to see her face when you give it to her. And instead of going, you send it with Amazon. It's a completely different thing. You, know, you just can't begin to compare those two things. You know? And I know that the news just broke that Jeff Bezos and his wife are getting divorced. Maybe because he used his own service, Amazon, <laughs> to, deliver, to deliver all the birthday gifts and etc., etc. I don't know. I don't want to crash the Amazon stock by putting this out there. Uh, so maybe it is some so, sort of speculative. But the last thing is, uh, this is on the positive side, but it's also true on the negative side. When Am Yisrael did something, uh, and they, uh, and they uh, how do you call it? They engaged in this act 
of selling out a brother themselves, then the rectification also needs to be by yourself. Think to yourself if you hurt somebody. Don't use somebody else to solve that problem. Don't say to someone else, could you please get involved? Could you please answer this? Could you please talk to that person? That for something like that, if you made the mistake, if you did the hurt, if you caused it, it should be you yourself that undoes it as well. Approach the person with a sense of humility. Explain to them I did wrong. I feel terrible. And when you yourself come and humble yourself in that way, Be'ezad Hashem, his heart will be open to accepting your words and shalom will be brought once again. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve